The Jeep Celebration event is here, which means great deals on the SUVs built to stand the test of time are waiting. Hurry in before time runs out. Right now, during 10 days to deal, financing at $5,250 total cash allowance on the purchase of a 2019 Jeep Renegade Latitude. Hurry to the Jeep Celebration event today. Financing for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Not all buyers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery from dealer stock by 318-2020. Jeep is a registered trademark. You're now tuned in to The Investor Show, where we teach simple wealth creation for the common investors with investment advisor, award-winning author, international speaker, and founder of Royal Financial Investment Group, Prince Dykes. Always on a Friday. Well, I upload them on Friday. Wherever you're at in the world, wherever you're in Japan, London, the UK, wherever you're at, Canada, all my listeners around the world, um, definitely want to appreciate all of you guys. It's been a crazy week here on the uh, stock market. We'll get into a little bit of that. But as always, if you guys want to uh, check out my YouTube channel, the Investors Channel, head over there to get some cool. Uh, tutorials, stuff like that. Check out my book, Wesley Learns to Invest, the world's first investment book for children, IABOH, the app. I don't know what else is out there. But anyway, to sit back. I don't know what you guys are probably doing. Maybe you're riding around in your car. Maybe you're listening while you clean up the house. Maybe you are working out. Or maybe you're just walking and cruising or whatever you may be doing. Maybe maybe listen to me on the YouTube channel, but have you reach me out to the world? I definitely appreciate it. And uh, leave me some feedback, leave a review, leave a comment, share all of the good stuff. But uh, it's definitely, as always, I don't have a lot of time. I definitely know you guys don't have a lot of time, so we're going to jump straight into it. So as you guys can see in the title, this talk is about mutual funds, right? So how do you get a mutual fund and how do you end up with these things and what are they, right? So, well, if you don't know what they are, I'm going to bring my son in here, Wesley. Wesley, go go ahead and tell him who you are and tell me what a mutual fund is. Hi, my name is Wesley, and I make investing easy and fun. What is a mutual fund? They are investment programs funded by shareholders that trades in diversified holdings and is professionally managed. What does that mean? Take this fund manager named Jeff. He takes several individual stocks like Netflix, Facebook, and Google and put them into a bucket and create one fund and call it, um, the technology fund. People who may want to invest into technology but may not know which company to buy can now buy the technology fund and now have a piece of all three companies. Some consider this a good investment because your money is diversified, while other says bad because of the fees Jeff the fund manager collects. How do you buy an mutual fund? You can contact a stockbroker or use many available brokers online. Alrighty, alrighty. So there you go. That's my uh, son Wesley. Pretty much explained it. You know what a mutual fund was in a cool kid-friendly way which anybody should be able to understand but if you guys got any questions let me know so i will give you guys a little story how i ended up with a mutual fund or how i heard of them and got into them and stuff like that 
So this is like many, 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 not really many years ago, but around about 2007, right? I get into the whole world of wanting to invest, just like everybody. Everybody runs into them, right? And uh, one of my supervisors at the time, I was in Connecticut, you know, being in the military on uh, certain submarines, actually. And uh, I was a, uh, back then they used to call us storekeepers, but now they're called logistics specialists. So there I was. Maybe about two years into being a logistics specialist, one of my uh, chiefs there was like, hey, you need to get into investing. You're a young man. You're single. You should invest. And I was like, well, well, how do I do that? How do I make money? Where do I put it? Where do I go? And he said, um, go to the bank and check out. I'm not going to say the particular bank's name, but um, just for I don't want nobody coming me crazy saying I said something or whatever without their permission. So anyway, uh, so I go to this bank and they're like, okay, cool. We're going to get with one of our financial investment guys and you should be good to go. Um, I get a phone call from the guy. We schedule an appointment. I sit down. They kind of write everything out to me. I ask me a couple of questions and they say, hey, you're a young man. At that time, I was probably about 21, 22. And they said, hey, you need to get into investing. And, um, well, they didn't say I needed to, but they said, hey, if you want to get into investing, we advise that you take full advantage of the market. The market's been doing pretty good. Mind you, this is around about 2005 era. I want to say 2005, 2006 era. So, you know, we all know the market crash is getting ready to come around in 2008, looking back on it. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, how do I do? How much is it going to cost? He was like, okay, well, we can start you with a little bit of money here. Just put a little bit of money in every month, and boom, you should be good to go. I said, okay, cool. Well, what is this? This is a fund. It's a couple of this and that, and it's going to be, I was like, I don't know what they were talking about. But, you know, at that time, you know, I didn't know what they were. That's why I always taught my son, Wesley, you know, as much as I can. Even though he may not understand it completely, at least he know what those terms are. So I get into this mutual fund. He signs me up for a growth fund, you know, which is a strategic move. Not a strategic move, but it's just a classic cookie-cutter move of, hey, you're a young man. You got money set up. Boom, growth fund, mutual fund. Here you go. Boom, put money into it every month. You're good to go. And I said, okay, cool. So I put money into it every month and didn't pay attention to it. So as time went on, you know, I was already kind of skeptical about the market anyway because, you know, my, my upbringing – and my parents had always taught me, hey, you know, stay away from the market. You don't know what you're getting into. You don't know what to expect. So I always was kind of a little weary of the market itself. But uh, what happened was my parents were like, uh, well, not my parents, but I started investing. And now I'm kind of wondering what's going to uh, transpire out of this whole situation. I didn't know what a mutual fund was. So I'm just putting money into it every month, putting money into it every month. I'm not really seeing the growth that I expect out of an investment, you know. I kept putting money into it, and next thing you know, around about 2007, 2008, market crash. And I started to see myself put money into this, but I started to see my money go away. So I was wondering, man, why is my money going away? You know, what's going on? Then I realized uh, I still didn't know what a mutual fund was. I just thought maybe I maybe got a bad investment. Maybe that guy was a bad investment advisor. Maybe he just got me into something bad because everybody's making money except me. I got the wrong thing. So, around about 2008, while I was serving in Iraq, I had a little bit more money saved up. And I just said, hey, how about I go to the point of letting me 
What I decided to do, I said, hey, you know what? Let me go see another. No, no, no. I was on, while I was in Iraq, I was talking to a guy. Hey, what do you do with your money? And he brought up mutual funds again. So I said, well, I kind of got some mutual funds, but, you know, mines are not really, really growing like that. He said, well, try my mutual funds. These kind of grow. So I said, okay, cool. So I looked into maybe I said, maybe what's the company? You know, I my company was this. I'm not going to say the company name for obvious reasons, but hey, my company was this. Maybe, you know, because you have all type of mutual fund companies out there like Vanguard, Fidelity, and all the other good stuff. So I said, well, maybe because the one that I had, the company, maybe it was a bad company. Let me look into another mutual fund. So I looked into another mutual fund. I get the mutual fund. And I started to realize, you know, uh, it wasn't doing as well as, it wasn't doing that well itself. And this is around about 2008, right when the market was crashing. So I'm just seeing this mutual fund just doing it off into whatever. At that time, I didn't really have a very good understanding of investing and investing principles of as the price goes down and you're still putting the same amount in, you're getting more shares. And if you keep putting that amount in, you know, I didn't understand all that principle, dollar cost averaging and um, getting more shares and lower price. All I saw was my account was going down. So I sit back and I say, well, you know what? That's what my mom's and my dad's upbringing start to ring and say, hey, you know what? Uh, they told you never to invest, but you did it anyway. Well, they didn't say never to invest. They say, you know, don't mess with the stock market because you don't know what you're doing. You lose your money. I say, man, they got a good point. I don't know what I'm doing, and I really don't know what's going on. I am losing my money. I feel like a dumb investor. And I started to do my history, and I started to realize that my parents were, uh, in their era, because you know, my dad right now today is 70. He's going to turn 71 in a couple months. But in his era, that made perfect sense. They could put money into a savings account and get 3 4% off of a savings account back in those days. And that's a pretty solid investment if you're just putting money into your savings account and you can watch it literally grow with 3 4%. And that's why, you know, saving was pretty much preached into, you know, my household. But um, nowadays, that way of thinking is obsolete because right now the highest, the highest, right? If you're lucky, you get the highest. The highest you have right now of a, of a savings account is 0.25. We live in a very low interest rate society. We live in that low interest rate society because of, you know, the stimulus package that was passed in 2009 to lower interest rates. But I'm not going to jump all off into that. So I, um, you know, I sit back and I see people and I say, you know, that's why my parents didn't teach it. So that way of thinking did not pass on to me. So I really didn't understand investing. So guess what I did? I made a dumb decision, you know. I won't say it was dumb. It was just a decision that I made that I will regret. But anyway, uh, and, and the reason what I did was I pulled my money out of the mutual fund at that particular time. Looking back, I should have just let it stay. But uh, anyway, what I wanted to, the whole purpose of that is just showing you, telling you my story of how I ended up and how I'm introduced into mutual funds. Just like a lot of you guys probably are. So Prince, why are you going off the deep end? What is the whole purpose of this? Why? All the good stuff. So the whole idea is when I started to learn and become educated and, uh, you know, went on to school and uh, got my different investment license and jumped into the market. Because after that, after I got out of that mutual fund, I was wondering, like, you know, that's the only way I knew of investing into the market was a mutual fund. So I started to wonder, what about individual stocks? 
And I started to learn about individual stocks. Then I started learning about mutual funds, ETF, option trading, Forex, all these different investment vehicles. And that's when I started to learn what was good and what's bad. It's like that old saying goes, uh, you know, in order to have, know what a good relationship is, you got to experience a bad one. Uh, in order to appreciate the sunshine, you got to have rain. You know, in order to... Uh, really appreciate having something you got to go without it you know because i would tell you you know not to jump off topic but to give a little quick little metaphor i just mean like sometimes you know being in the military and getting off into the uh different lifestyles and uh you would go out on a submarine or something and it'd be the little things like waking up and just smelling fresh air you're like man i took that for granted now I, you know i really appreciate it. just seeing the water seeing the sunlight being able to pick up a phone those things are taken away from you know and i would say you know something like uh that going through that it makes you appreciate the little things that you don't have now prince how does that relate to investing well it relates to investing pretty easy because you don't know what is good until you have what's bad you know so that's when i started to experience different instruments on the market now when i started to really as Wesley told you guys in the beginning, as I really started to appreciate, not appreciate, but started to do a little research on the market. I don't know how I go from appreciate to research, but anyway, bear with me, you know. <laughs> but when I started to get into the market, I started to realize how mutual funds were set up. So essentially, you have a fund manager. You know, they say, hey, um, this is a very risky I want to make a growth fund. So if you're a young person, they're going to recommend you a growth fund. Most investment advisors are going to say, hey, you're young. You don't know what stocks you want to pick. You don't know what company is good. You don't know what company is bad. So guess what? Get a basket of them. You know, I created a basket and I threw in a couple good companies in here. I got a little McDonald's. I got a little, um, let's say pick fast food companies. You know, Yum, which is uh, the owner of KFC, Taco Bell, and Pizza Hut. We throw them all in together. When we get all these things in together, you know, we put them in a nice little basket. These are pretty good growth stocks. You pay one price, just like one share. Now your money's diversified. And this is a good way for you to go. Just in case McDonald's goes out of business, you got KFC to back you up. So now you start to feel like, hey, you know, I got some pretty good stuff going on here, right? So what happens is you're not looking at the fees. And the fees, they're not like traditional fees, like, you know, your water bill, light bill, where you pay something every month. But what happens is out of all of that money that is inside of that fund, because I created this basket and I sold it to all these people, all the people pour their money into this fund. Now I'm taking a little bit off the top, which is rightfully so, you know, they have to live as well to maintain this fund. But the thing is the facts, this is not what I say. This is the facts. If you don't believe me, go and go to my channel, my YouTube channel, the investors channel. I have a video on there called. I sold all my mutual funds, and this is why. And I break all the mutual funds down. I just find random mutual funds. And it's pretty proven that 85%, not higher, I think it's much higher, but 85% of mutual funds don't beat the market, right? And what I mean by the market is the S&P 500. S&P 500, you don't know what that is. That's Standard & Poor 500. Essentially, what it does is just Standard & Poor takes the top 500 companies in America, and it measures them, and it tracks them, and that's, that uh, index is what they call an index. That index is the benchmark of finance. So anything in finance, you know, whether it's a mortgage, whether it's a stock, whether it's a fund, whether it's a hedge fund, 
anything, people always take it and they measure it against the S&P 500. Because, you know, you hear those things, the S&P 500 is up and down and Dow Jones is doing this and this is doing that. The reason why you're hearing that is because those are indexes. And the Dow Jones, it only tracks 30 companies. The NASDAQ only tracks 100. S&P 500 tracks, obviously, 500. So which one is going to give you the better picture? Something that's tracking 30? Something that's tracking 100 or something that's tracking 500. Something that's tracking 500 because it has a wider variety. So the trick is, not the trick, but when you compare most mutual funds to the S&P 500, majority of them don't beat the S&P, don't even perform or beat the S&P 500 on a consistent basis. Yeah, it may have a month. Yeah, it may have this or that or whatever the case may be. Most mutual fund managers, most investment advisors don't beat the uh, market. I don't know why my... uh, phone is going off but it is but anyway they don't beat the market right so with that being said it's like well why am i buying a mutual fund when i know about 90 percent of them are not going to beat the market why not i just get into the market and it's easy to get into the market you can go to my youtube channel get step-by-step tutorials but if you're a pretty seasoned investor you should notice already that you can get uh index funds and stuff like that warren buffett is pretty big on those that just tracks the market because if you track the market you're going to beat 80, 90% of investors. You're in the top 10 to 15% by getting with the market instead of a mutual fund. You don't believe me, pull up your mutual fund on any trading platform. E-Trade, Scott Trade, TD Ameritrade, U-Trade, He-Trade, They-Trade. They all do the same thing. Well, not technically, technically, but they all have the same premises. You should be able to pull up a chart, look at the performance of your mutual fund, then look at the performance of the market. If that doesn't win... If your mutual fund is not winning, then you maybe you should go into the uh, market. Then on top of that, look at the fees. Look at the fees. Pay attention to the fees. Something most people don't pay attention to. Now, the mutual fund industry is probably a trillion, easily a billion, probably a trillion dollar industry of people that just tie their money in one way or the other. So many of them out there. I don't understand why they are around if 85 to 90 percent of them don't even beat the market. Why do people get into them? But it's just that due to Uh, not having the financial literacy that, hey, I can get into something that's probably going to beat this mutual fund and something better. So I don't understand how they're still in the industry. Well, I kind of understand. People just don't know. But how these things are still running rampant is you create a fund, then some people are paying brokers. Some people are paying investment advisors. Companies are creating their own and they're pushing them to clients. You know, and when clients get them, they don't know any better. You know, think about it. You really never hear anybody say, man, I got my, you know, thanks to Edward Jones and Fidelity, I made all this money on a common basis. You don't really hear that too much. And why? Why is that? But you have a lot of private fund managers out here that do extremely well that I've seen. So when I sit back and I see it and I look at it and I observe, you know, I I don't understand why this industry is a multi-billion, billion dollar industry. You know, I understand because I was part of that same thing. And if you're not aware, if you're not sure, probably somewhere in your IRA or your 401k or your whatever the case you may have with your employer or uh, if you're self-employed with your own SEP IRA, you probably have a mutual fund in there somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. So do a little research and see what it is and look up the performance of that mutual fund and compare it to the S&P 500. You don't know how to do that, just, I don't know, email me. Email me at info, I-N-F-O, at royalfinancials.com. Also, if you want to be a part of my distro, uh, where you get all the episodes emailed to you, my uh, cartoon, Wesley Learns cartoon, uh, where you get my 
uh, what else you can get emailed to you? Where I'm going to be live, YouTube, anything that I do and continue to do and grow and evolve to, you'll get that stuff. So, you know, books, all that type of good stuff. But that's the thing about it. Most people just don't know. And that's why I uh, do what I do. That's why I created this podcast. That's why I wrote the book I wrote. That's why I created the YouTube channel I created. That's why I've done everything I've done up to this point was to, you know, go on live, spoken in so many places that people just don't know. So people don't look at the the uh, fees. Most mutual funds will not beat the market, even though we know this. But where can you go if you want to put money in every month? Where can you go? You might as well get yourself an index. If, if it's not going to beat the S&P 500. So I don't understand why mutual funds are still around. But if you have some, go look around. Go check yourself out. And don't take my word for it. What's, what was that old, uh, I don't know, was it Reading Rainbow or something? Don't take my word for it. Go do something, something like that. I don't know. But anyway, don't take my word for it. That's the thing I love about finances. Everything is numbers. You can look up anything from anywhere and see its performance, everything. So uh, that's how it's been. But uh, I don't understand why they're around. But anyway, I, I told you how I ended up into them, and I'll tell you how, how, why and how most people end up into them. And the reason why is most people walk in, they don't know what they want. They're like, well, I don't know. What's a good company? What should I have? And what should I blah, blah? And most clients and most people feel comfortable with getting, getting a bucket of something versus one thing. Because what if McDonald's crash and I put all my money into it? You know, but I have a bucket. This bucket is going to do so good or whatever the case may be. But anyway, that's all I wanted to share with you guys with the mutual funds um, and how do they get to where they are and why do people have them and a good alternative for them. And that's why I say sometimes the death to the mutual fund, because I'm like, the more people that are educated, the more people that's probably going to should walk away from them. But Hey, they've been around for a long time. So, but anyway, I just want to share that with you guys. Anyway, uh, look on some of my old episodes. We want to hear some nice interviews. If you guys see a topic you guys want to see me talk about, don't forget to come back in and check every single Friday to get fresh new content on this podcast. And uh, until the next episode, or if you're watching me on YouTube, anything like that, it's still an episode, whatever the case may be. But um, until the next one, you guys already know what to do. Peace, be safe, and I'm out.